All right. Welcome in hockey fans in the desert Southwest to another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's the middle of the afternoon. We're doing a uh, special show today. Scott Strandy joining you from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh, is joining me as well. And uh, we are in the uh, third of three uh, series this week called Black Lives Matters in the Desert Southwest, specifically in hockey. Uh, we've had two great shows so far. We've had um, our good friend uh, Scotty Graham on Monday night. We had uh, Dom Garcia, also a Las Vegas native, last night. And tonight we're going to be bringing on a special guest, UNLV senior DeAndre John is going to be joining us. So, Stephen, how are you? Happy Canada Day to you and to all of our Canadians. Well done. Today is Canada Day, and of course, DeAndre's from, from Canada, so that'll be nice to we'll show that when he comes on. But uh, going well. Just got the grocery shopping done about an hour ago. I'm not used to doing this show in the middle of the afternoon, but it's, it's kind of nice. And uh, warming up here in Vegas, we had a couple of days where we were really, really nice. We were in the upper 80s on Monday, which is very unusual for June. And then yeah, with about we 80 mile an hour wind, I understand. <laughs> yeah, there was some wind too the day before that. But there's a fire in Mount Charleston, but they're trying to get that contained. So um, I guess Arizona's well, not the only place good. that has a fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you probably didn't have 4,800 cases of uh, COVID 19 this morning when you woke up either, like uh, like we're experiencing. Oh, so. just just in the five, just 500 or so. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it isn't it funny how how uh, the terminology goes? Like all of a sudden we're saying five hundred is like, eh, it's not so bad. It's only five hundred. Oh, well, I mean, compared gracious. to what other states. Are yeah, I know that. it's all comparatively speaking. But the unfortunate think, thing is, I think it's put it's put Vegas out of the running for the NHL uh, playoffs. So it seems like they're committed now to keeping it in Canada. But well, that that's might be, the rumor. Which might be and... better if it's safer there. Then maybe that's what it needs to be. That yeah, that's right. If it's wherever it's the safest is best, but you know, uh, PR wise, and and we'll jump onto that topic real quick. But uh, for me, PR wise, uh, Toronto and Vegas would have been perfect because you would have satisfied the Canadian crowd, you would have satisfied the American crowd. Uh, it would have been, uh, you know, if anybody could protect players, uh, Las Vegas could do it because <laughs> they can they have the facilities they have the protection and if anybody could put on a show for tv it's t-mobile arena and, and i know i might be a little partial to that but that's uh that's right. actually absolutely a fact uh nothing gets done uh production wise better than vegas so uh, it's going to be really exciting um when that gets rolling of course we're here to talk club hockey uh it's a very special week as i said uh in the opening Stephen, that uh we're talking Black Lives Matter. The conversation has been so uh, moving the last couple of shows, and I'm sure uh, when DeAndre joins us here in a little bit that it'll be uh, equally as moving. Um, I, I reached out to Scotty Graham, and I reached out to uh, to Dom Garcia and DeAndre, and I said, you know, you guys mean something to me, right? Um, everybody means something to me, so – but you guys, I think, have messages that can resonate. And and my goal in putting this together, and you know this, Stephen, is that I want to affect change. Uh, no matter how small it may be or how large it may be, I want to affect change. And, and the idea is the only way you can do that is by, first of all, talking about it, and second of all, doing something about it. 
And uh, what I thought was unique, and I certainly didn't plan this. It just kind of worked out, Stephen. But um, I asked Scotty Graham, I said, tell me about, about the movement going on right now and what's happening. He said, people are finding out the truth. And I said, okay, I like that. They're finding out the truth. So I told Dom that last night, and I said, Dom, um, Scotty said it's about finding out the truth. What would your word be? And he said, he thought about just a second, and he said, understanding. And I said, hmm, expand on that. And he said, uh, you know, finding out the truth is one thing, but understanding the truth is another. So that's where the conversation is right now. And I say that because if DeAndre is listening, I want him to think a little bit before we ask him that question. But um, this is really about affecting change and uh, realizing that um, black lives matter. Every lives, every life matters. Yeah, you know, I, I've I actually listened to the shows you did on Monday and, and Tuesday, which has been rare to this point, but hopefully I'm going to be more regularly and listen to the other shows other than the one I'm a part of because I don't want to be seems, seems selfish and vain like that. But, but, uh, but yeah, the, the first two, the, the shows you did on Monday and Tuesday were, were really good, and, and, uh, and Dom Garcia was, was really good last night, had some great insight. Um, and, of course, he's from Las Vegas, so that's really cool. And, and I like that you guys were able to talk hockey too and, and how – you know, you asked him what what his favorite memory was, and and I, and I just I remember this because it stuck out to me from this morning when I listened to it. He said winning the uh, Ice Vegas Invitational here in, in Las Vegas, yeah. ASU, and I remember that. I actually I actually came. I was actually I was actually at the, that tournament, and uh, that was that was very f- fun. And you know, I you know it was fun to see see ASU do that, and and just because they were kind of like the underdogs, really. At the, you know, they know oh, kinda, big time the school that they were playing. You know, like Boston College. You know, you know all these teams <laughs> that were established and. And then ASU was able to, to do it, really put themselves on the map in, in the NCAA level. So it's it's that was really uh, really cool to, for him to do that. And and the fact that he, you know, he's so passionate about hockey and, and to play and and um, you know, not, and not so, only is he passionate about hockey and loves to play, but his teammates respect him like no other. Uh, I'll tell you that Coach Powers told me, I don't know if he meant off or on the record because he didn't clarify, but about three years ago. When I asked him about Dom, he said, um, I guess that was Dom's freshman year. He said, Dom Garcia is going to wear a letter for us before he's done here. And I'm going like, really? And he goes, yeah, he's got the leadership qualities that we're looking for. And I'm going like, that is really interesting. And Dom did not let him down. He got the A last year. He got another A this year. I asked him about that and, and the role of it. And and uh, he's very proud, very proud to have that letter. He's very proud to be a leader. But he admitted, he, he said, I, I'm not very vocal, and I said, "Oh, come on! I've seen your, I've seen your locker room, <laughs> your locker room uh, lineup chance." And I said, "You're pretty vocal." And he goes, "Yeah, okay, well, that's a little different." But so, so we had a little fun with that. But uh, getting back to club hockey and, and with uh, with DeAndre coming on to join us here in uh, about eight minutes or so, um, I talked to Coach Greener last night for a little bit, and he's so excited about having. And not only his his seniors coming back, but uh, his freshman class coming back, and the recruits that he's bringing in, and and he really feels strongly about this team. And he said, you know, he said, I hope you can tell DeAndre when he's on that he's going to be a big part of this team, and we're leaning heavily on him to uh, to be a difference maker this year as a senior. So that that's going to be um, a fun topic to talk about. I know you're very close to the team, and and you have a chance to see him. But give us a little rundown of just if you can predict 
what this season is going to be like for UNLV hockey. Assume it starts on time and assume everything goes as normal with the pandemic. Tell me what you expect from UNLV hockey, because I think I know. Well, I, I think, I think you, I think DeAndre will be a big, a big part of that. Uh, I think, I think Coach Greener is right. I think there's no question that he's gonna, he's gonna rely on him, and 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 DeAndre has that cap- capability uh, to to do that. Um, he seems to improve every year that he's uh, on the team. Um, just in the, I mean, last year I think he he had some some injuries and stuff that maybe kept him from playing full season. But but yeah, he's a really good player. And and I and from UNLV, it, I'm really excited because they they really made strides in the second half of last season um, after they got came out of that uh, stretch of losing nine in a row. And you know, and then they made the the moves that they made and some other things went down and, and, and they really have focused on turning the, the tide and, and the team's always been really good and competitive, but I think just the second half of the, the year, and, and it's mostly the same guys too, coming back. I mean, they, they bring in some other players that they, last week, they uh, announced a couple of new commitments that are coming, but it's, it was the in, the in the three years I've really been following the team. Last year was the most fun that I saw that the players were having with each other, and and certainly the most fun that you know to be to be around and to enjoy and to see to see that they were really having fun out there and 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 with one another. You know, in addition to to going out on the ice and and performing. And uh, you know, and we talk about the bummer was that they didn't get to compete in the tournament. Because I really think they could have really made some noise. And but I think. At the same time, I think they can use that this year, and I think they will to to really make some um, noise that that they deserve. The, you know, maybe they maybe they thought maybe they deserved a better position in the tournament, and you know, other than what they end up getting. And I think you know, and the schedule is going to be tough, and and they did it that way on on purpose. And and I think now with being in the conference with Arizona, ASU, and Grand Canyon, and Utah, you know, teams that they've played before and are competitive with now before. It's just going to mean even so much more because each game is going to really matter more than it already does. But it's going to matter so much more because you're playing for a conference uh, trophy, you're playing for an automatic bid to the tournaments, and having to worry about you know where you're going to go, where you're going to fall in the, in the ranking. You know, at least you know you're going and where you get placed is the other thing. But uh, I'm really excited for this team, and 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 yeah, I think there's going to be great, great senior uh, class coming back. Uh, DeAndre's going to be part of that, and and it's going to be. It's going to be really exciting to to watch and uh, and follow UNLV uh, this year, and they're working on some great things behind the scenes too to make the experience at City National, you know, even much more enjoyable than it already is. And so, it's, you know, we hope that they're hopeful that and hopeful that they can get fans in the stands because that's going to be really a part of that and, and, and people coming out to seeing UNLV game um, with everything going yeah, on. So, I mean, yeah, it should be, yeah. That's always been a big thing for UNLV, and so that's that's very important. And I know they'll continue to grow that. Um, I want to do uh, just a couple things before we bring DeAndre on. I want to first uh, mention that uh, Canada Day is also the start of our new fiscal year, and we've added a new vice president of content and design, and Zach Bondurant. So congratulations to Zach for coming on. He's also going to join me as a uh, co-host on professional hockey. Southwest Weekly on Monday night. So we're glad to have Zach on board as a uh, executive member as well as a, uh, a host. Uh, I also want to tease a little bit. We have a uh, 
a, another uh, story coming up uh, with Grand Canyon. Uh, our What Drives You this week is going to be with uh, head coach Danny Roy and the work that he's doing over at Grand Canyon. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to DeAndre, let's, uh, let's jump in here a couple of words from our partners, and we'll be right back. Can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right year for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776. And let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, and we're back. Scott Strandy live in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Stephen Marsh, uh, comfortably settled in in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're bringing on our special guest, uh, a gentleman that I've been waiting to get on and, and do something with for goodness, four years now, and I've got DeAndre John from UNLV. He's a senior this year. He's going to come in and, and talk hockey with us uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about club hockey and everything that it is. DeAndre, without further ado, welcome to the show. you got Scott and Steven with you. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, club hockey, yeah, so um, it's, it's funny because um, 
couple of years ago when I was playing junior hockey, I, I didn't even know there was a, even a thing called club hockey. And uh, especially like in Vegas, I didn't even know how Vegas had hockey. So it's kind of funny when uh, Nick Raboni and um, the UNLV team contacted me, I was pretty interested. And uh, obviously things worked out. Um, you know, uh, club hockey, like it's, it's way more than I thought it was. And a, a lot of players, I feel like, don't know that and i'd like to talk about how it's another good route for great hockey players to go yeah absolutely and uh, deandre uh, you know for the listeners that don't know or aren't familiar with you tell, tell them how you ended up in las vegas where are you from and how did you start playing hockey and, and and you talked about the club program but what was the big draw to las vegas for you um, the big draw, I'd say, was, uh, um, j- just being in Las Vegas in general, like, it's a, it's a great city, um, yeah, it, it drew my attention right away, I, I was really interested in that, obviously, um, you're told to, like, go to schools out west and stuff like that, but, or, uh, schools out in east, but, yeah, just the opportunity I had, uh, on the desert, got to get to play hockey and be in my shorts when I leave the rink, which is nice compared to my whole life always being in the cold. Um, I'm from Toronto, Ontario. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of, it was kind of a, a surprise. Like I, I you to ask me like five years ago where I'd be, I, I would, Las Vegas was not on my radar. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> interesting. I, I know, um, you know, yeah, Steven, so, uh, cause he's I, around. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, DeAndre. Um, no, I was, I was saying, yeah, I started hockey. Um, I started hockey when I, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Hello? Yeah, we can, can you guys hear you. me. Yep. Yes. You're all good. Okay. I, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I started hockey when I was like three, three years old. Um, it's funny cause my, my dad never played hockey. He, uh, was my grandma's from St. Vincent. Um, so she, she moved like the whole family moved out to Montreal. So my dad was born in Montreal. So he kind of got into it when he, when he lived there and then he moved to Toronto. So I was always kind of forced to be a Montreal Canadiens fan, even though I'm from Toronto, but <laughs> it's funny cause he never played hockey. And, um, I saw the, the Jerome Ginla on the cover of uh, NHL 2003, which kind of drew my attention. I was like, wow, like, I didn't know there was black people playing hockey, so it's kind of cool for me. And uh, I, I ended up, I ended up getting the getting the game, and I, I loved the game so much that I wanted to give it a try. So my my dad was like, "Yeah, like go for it." So that's how I that's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> All right, like I said, I I know that Stephen spends a lot of time around the program. So Stephen, fire away if you got a good question for uh, DeAndre to to get things rolling. Yeah, so uh, DeAndre, by the way, it's happy Canada Day to you. I know today is Canada Day, so, um, so what, so what was it like growing yeah, up the, up there? <laughs> well, we should apologize, Vince. It might be a slight delay, so just bear with us uh, with that. Uh, but uh, what? Well, what's it like growing up in in Toronto? Uh, what what was it like up there? And obviously, hockey's so big there. And you talked about your draw to it. Um, um, just you know, what is that all? Just talk a little bit more about that and how. And how you, you just how growing up there in Toronto was in the hockey capital, so to speak. Um, I would say it's pretty normal. Um, like when I was younger, I I, I uh, got into hockey at a young age when I was like three or three or four years old, and 
I, I, I was pretty, I was pretty good at it right away, even though I had no one to kind of mentor me. But um, it, it's it's a really common sport out there. Like every like, I could go down my stream, probably ask like everyone on the stream, probably half the people on the street would say they played hockey at some part in their life. So it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, huge sport out here, and it's uh, it, it's kind of nice because it, it it's kind of getting more exposure around the world, especially Las Vegas where I play now. A lot more people um, compared to even when I first got to UNLV. There was like some friends that are like, "Oh, like we we have a hockey team," and like kind of surprised by it. But now it's like a huge thing. Like we have the Golden Knights. Yeah. We uh, we I heard we got an AHL team now in, in Henderson. So, yep. Yeah, I, okay. I agree. I, I went you there because I I remember when I was going to school at UNLV. It was from two thousand nine to two thousand and thirteen, and and I had liked hockey growing up. I uh, we had a minor league team here at the double A team here at the Wranglers here, and I started liking hockey and started following it more regularly. And but going to school, you know, you didn't really hear there's a hockey program there. And then you know now after the Golden Knights come and you know starting to really realize that you know we had a hockey program, I started following it again and being an alum and, was, and it's to see where it's at now. Or almost everybody on campus, and I mean you can talk to this probably people on campus know that UNLV hockey exists. And uh, it's it's probably a pretty cool feeling. You feel like you're maybe almost, I mean, not you know, probably as popular almost as basketball or football. You know, maybe not quite that high, but you guys are. It seems like you guys are getting maybe recognized uh, because you guys do play at the hockey program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like um, like when I when I first came, um, I kind of didn't really know what to expect. Like I I, I uh, Nick Nick was talking to me and um, talking about the hockey aspect and. I was agreeing with everything he was saying and like how uh, we moved from a uh, division one the year before I got there and moved up to division one. So obviously we were moving in the right direction, but yeah, like on campus, my first year, like some people were like, well, like we have a hockey team. And then by now, like, like this year we have like every year we've had uh, sold out, sold out games basically. So it's for sure getting uh, way more coverage now. And like, even, even this year, like, like we we could we could even get a bigger rank and probably sell out. That's that's how big it's getting. DeAndre, when when we talk about uh, UNLV hockey and we talk about club hockey, as you mentioned uh, earlier, you know you didn't really know that club hockey existed. And when I started this company five years ago, uh, my goal was to uh, grow the game of hockey in the desert southwest. And and I talked to the coaches at U of A and ASU and Grand Canyon, and of course your coach at UNLV, and I say, uh, there's an arms race going on right now, right? I mean, you guys all want to be the very best, and you want to win that national championship at all costs. So being yeah. a senior this year, talk to me a little bit about uh, how important that kind of success is for you in your final season at UNLV. Um, uh, well, for me, every year is the same. Like, I'm a, I'm a competitive guy, and just like uh, – Everyone else on my team, we we're always trying to bring that championship home. Um, even this year, like I, I I thought we had a really good chance, but obviously with the coronavirus all happening, it kind of ended short. But yeah, I know like even even with all this stuff going on, like I like we all have social media, so I see the guys like we're all we're all training hard, still like, doing what we can, like lifting milk bags instead of weights to get ready for the season. So <laughs> you do what you got to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. So uh, yeah, I know that all the teams out west, we're all we're all striving to be the best team, and um, we're all trying to make uh, 
to jump to the next level, even with her programs. And uh, it, it's good to see, like, like, uh, like we all love love the sport the same. So it's it's nice seeing that um, the sports moving out to other cities where you would least expect it, and that it's thriving. Let me ask you this about uh, your game a little bit. Um, it's been some time that you grew up playing hockey, then some your time at UNLV, and just in the years that you've been there, where have you seen the most improvement in your game? Like when you're out there on the ice, what are you, what are you trying to to bring to the team and and any team you're on? And, and what's what's the um, I would strongest say, points of your game? Uh, for me, uh, it's always been. Um, a two-way player. Like when I was younger, I was more. Um, I don't know. I kind of had a bit more jump, so I was more of more of an offensive guy. But um, ever since juniors, like my coaches talked to me about um, being a, a two-way player, and like that's what coaches love, and it's true. Like all all the two-way players you see um, in like juniors that make it to the pro leagues, they seem to be um, doing better than like just the top goal scorers back in juniors. Like if you look at like. Oveshkin or Crosby and all of them, like they, they they can all score it, but their 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 strong as, aspects of the game is being a two way player, and that's what I kind of um try to base my game off of. I want to be good defensively, get the puck out, and down the rush. I my my speed is probably my my highlight of my game. Um, I try to bring that out every shift, and yeah, like coaches coaches um were talking to me like freshman year, like how fa- how fast I am and how like. Some games they wouldn't really see me use my speed to my potential, so that's kind of been what I've been working on for the past couple of years, just being more um, consistent, being a two-way player, using my speed. So that's what I would say. DeAndre, when we talk about uh, UNLV and club hockey and and you see aspirations, a lot of people say, "Yeah, that's kind of the end of it, right?" I mean, nobody goes on from there. But two years ago, you saw a guy in, in Cody Williams that that made the jump from club hockey to play uh, professional hockey in Europe over in France. And, and uh, I'm sure you've had a chance to visit with Cody a little bit about that. And, and of course, Jake Sachs uh, it was on your squad last year and, and is a heck of a hockey player and, and probably has aspirations. So, so what are your aspirations? You, you want to push it to, to the next level at, at any point? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always been my goal always to, well, it, it was always to make it an NHL, but like what, um, what I would say is always push as far as you can possibly go. Like you can't control what you, uh, you can't do anything to things that you can't control, but like seeing Cody Williams move on and go uh, to France and stuff like that, it's really nice to see because a lot of players, I feel like don't realize that um, if you play uh, at a club level hockey, they, they kind of think that's the end-all, be-all kind of thing where you're, you're done after that, go get a job. But as you can see from former players like Cody, um, moving on to go to France, it, it gives more players opportunity. And I, that's why I believe that this league is a, it's a really good league for players that kind of didn't, didn't go Division One route and could go D3, but should go club hockey even because you still have the same uh, opportunities. You know, as kind of a follow-up to that, you know, what the coaches tell me at the club level, DeAndre, and I'm sure you uh, uh, can relate to this, but, you know, when you play NCAA Division Three, it's usually in a smaller community, at least in a smaller university setting. But 
when you play club hockey, you can attend a university the size of UNLV or University of Arizona or Arizona State or wherever. So you get educational opportunities and, uh, and still be able to play high-quality hockey. How important was that for you in making your decision to, uh, to, to sign on at UNLV, if you will? Um, it, uh, it, yeah, that was a huge part. Like my, my, uh, my dad, my, my, my parents both, uh, went to the university. So education was always number one, uh, ahead of everything. But the fact that I could get an education, get my degree while playing the sport I love is amazing. I actually found out today that I, I'm actually on the Dean's list. So that, that was huge for me because I've never, oh, congratulations. Never, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But um, yeah, school school was kind of tough for me. Um, my first two years at UNLV, obviously because <laughs> we're in Las Vegas, so it's a lot of distractions. But um, I kind of kind of figured things out and got my head together, and you know, doing well on the ice and off the ice. So so it's good to see that hard work's finally paying off for me. Well, one thing I know about the UNLV, about you guys over there at the UNLV program is. They take the academic part very, uh, very seriously. I know that's that's been a big focus of of Coach Greener and Coach Raboni and and UNLV, and so that has to be uh, that has to be a nice. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure every coach has that same mindset, but that they really, I mean, it's it's what's the important thing about college sports is it's um it's uh, academics first, and then your student first, and then you're an athlete. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, I'm sure that's that was a that's been a big help for you to have, be able to have make that such a focus uh, in addition to playing hockey, but also trying to perform well in the classroom. Yeah, no, obviously, um, like, the, our, our coaches are hockey coaches, but they, they also um, want the school rep, too, so they know the importance in uh, getting your degree and doing well in school. So it, it, it was, it's nice having them on board, too, and pushing us, because I'm pretty sure this year we actually had the best um, – uh, grade point average for our, our team in the past, I think, since we've ever had a team, honestly. So, so it's really, it's really. Yeah, I think, I think it was the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I believe it was. It was the highest that you guys had. So that was, that was quite an accomplishment for you guys. Uh, DeAndre, as, as I told you when I invited you onto the show this week, uh, we're calling this week uh, Black Lives Matter in, in the desert southwest, specifically in hockey. Um, you've seen the movement. You've uh, you've seen what's happened, I'm sure, all around uh, the world, but certainly here in the U.S. and and the tragic loss of uh, of George Floyd. And it, you know, Monday we had Scotty Graham. I don't know if you're familiar with him, a former NFL football player and now a senior uh, associate athletic director at Arizona State. And uh, I know we ha- you know your uh, your friend Dom Garcia was on last night. So we've had this yeah. really good conversation, and and, and I said. To both of them, and I'll say the same thing to you, is that what I was hoping that this week, these three shows would bring, would, would affect some change. And if it doesn't immediately affect change, at least get people thinking. So, so I asked both of them this question, and I'll ask you it as well. Um, I said, tell me about this change and this movement, what it means. And Scotty told me, people are finding out the truth. And I said, wow, that's really profound and really good. And then I asked Dom last night, I said, Scotty said it was about finding out the truth. What would that word be to you? And he told me, understanding. He said, uh, you can tell people and people can find out about the truth, but will they understand it? And, and I think I know, and I'm just guessing on your part of this, but because you've had some experiences 
I don't know if they've been very well documented, but but I'm guessing that for you, what you've experienced is we need change. Um, and you tell me, what, what's the word you think of about this whole entire movement? Um, I would say for me, um, it would be uh, to educate yourself. Um, uh, I, I feel like before the this Black Lives Matter movement's been kind of going on, um, a lot of people have kind of been in in, in the dark with uh, what's going on. Like um, lately, I've kind of been taught, like I've been using my social media platform to kind of educate and spread awareness on what's been going on and what's happening and. A lot of people have came to me and like been all about the Black Lives Matter movement and told me that like wow like there's things that um, I've been sharing that they didn't know was going on. So I kind of feel like a lot of people are just in the dark because especially in Canada because um, racism here is kind of people people think that it doesn't go on, but it, it it's a fact that it, it kind of goes on everywhere around the world, no matter if it's like but blatantly out in the public or like just people talking with their family saying things that they wouldn't think is racist, but uh, truly is just because they, they're not really educated on the, on the facts. So I, I, I think this movement's really, really good for a lot of people um, to kind of see what is really going on and um, kind of uh, educate themselves. And a lot of those people that messaged me, they're like, wow, like I kind of read up on these stories and like, I, I truly do see what's going on, like how they're, they're going to help, uh, kind of talk, talk and like do what's right for uh, what's going on. Yeah, you know, and when we uh, when we talk about what you've been through, um, also in Las Vegas, and I asked Dom this. I said uh, when I had him on the very first time. Uh, unfortunately, it was right after uh, one October in Vegas and that that awful shooting that that occurred there and how it changed Vegas completely. And and I'm guessing that you guys, uh, and I say you guys, I mean all the hockey players and everybody in Vegas has had to take so many different challenges on. And I don't know how comfortable you are talking about it. You can tell me uh, if you want to or not, but you had an incident in Jamestown of all places. And, and I grew up in northern Minnesota, so, so I know Jamestown and Ortiz Lake and I'll tell you right up front, and I told your coaches this right after that incident that that I was thoroughly embarrassed for uh, for the hockey people uh, close to where I grew up. Um, but I, I was so impressed with your teammates because they backed you like no other. Is, is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, they're they're my family, so yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy that that uh, they have my back on that um, for for years. But... I don't know what happened. Uh, there's a incident in Jamestown uh, two seasons ago where there's kind of like a scrum in the corner. And so like, I don't want to be the third man in probably like the penalty or something left. So I was kind of standing by the other team's bench. And one of the players kind of said some uh, slurs at me, like racist slurs at me, like told me how hockey isn't for black people and all that. So I kind of like drew red. So I kind of do steam and thing just went out of, but yeah, it was nice to see that my player, uh, the the guys on my team, have my back on that. And right after it all happened, everyone was kind of like, like a lot of people didn't know what even happened and what even started. So I obviously had to talk about it in the room, but everyone had my back, and it was nice to see that. Um, I'm pretty sure the league found out and like had a like the player got kicked off his team, but it it it, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't happen in uh, the 
in the sport of hockey, let alone any sport. Uh, because, um, I don't know, I'd, I'd say, like, obviously I love hockey, like, playing the sport, but it's also, it's also a route or, like, a, um, is it like an outlet for me, like, to just kind of get away from all the outside problems you have in life, you know, in your life, you're not really thinking about anything going on, just playing the sport you love with the, the players you love being with, so it, it doesn't really have a sport, uh, a spot in any sport, so. And DeAndre, when uh, it's kind of a follow-up to that, you know, Stephen and I and, and everybody else uh, in quote-unquote white America will never, uh, and we're crazy if we think we could ever understand what you as a black young man uh, deals with, um, but, but, but tell us just a little bit about how difficult it is for you. Dom told me last night that he said, you know, he chose his words and, and decisions and things like that, and, and how totally unfair that is because you're just a regular human being. Do we still have you there, DeAndre? Uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't hear the last thing you said. Oh, I said that, uh, as we were, we were talking, um, I asked, uh, uh, Dom a little bit last night about it and he said he had to make, uh, decisions because he's black about how he interacted with people and what he would say and do. And I said, that's totally unfair because you're just a normal human being. And, and how has that affected you? I mean, have you had to make decisions like that too, about what do I say in certain situations? Could you fear for different things? Um, I would say that uh, for, for me, it's kind of like, um, like kind of a, don't uh, don't stand by, kind of stand up to uh, to things in that matter. Um, I've like obviously um, when I was figuring out which uh, route I was gonna go for uh, university and stuff like that. Like there there's teams all over that I could have kind of went to, and me and my dad had talks about some schools, and he was like, "Oh, like like if you want to go there, like be aware of like the racism that might go on and stuff like that." So I kind of had a pick um pick a team like that that i thought would suit me and that i wouldn't really have like a um a risk in being in that kind of in that bad spotlight where people are kind of talking about me in a bad way or saying racist comments like that but i don't know for for, for me like my, my whole life i've kind of been um i'm kind of used to it which isn't really like a good thing but like i noticed it like when i walk into a rank like i'll see like people like give me looks kind of and like it could be good or bad because it may, it may even draw more more uh viewers at our games because they're like oh wow like there's a black kid like playing hockey like i didn't know that kind of thing which is kind of which kind of like, good at the same time but it, it shouldn't really be a thing that's going on it should like every, everyone's everyone is a human being so like everyone should have a fair chance at playing playing a sport and, can I, and can beyond, I, oh, go, go ahead. Scott. One more quick follow up, Steve. Yeah, one more go quick follow up. Then you can the just, go ahead. Um, You're the man. Okay. You're the boss. <laughs> DeAndre, when you mentioned that, the looks that you get, um, when I see you come into a rink, you know what goes through my head? The first thing that goes through my head is what? that guy's a good hockey player, and he might do some damage to us tonight if we're not careful. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> All right, Stephen, go ahead. No, I just want to I want to go down that, that line because you, you know you talk, you know with 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 your 
situation and just, you know, but having to deal with, with all these things and, and, um, you know, playing hockey is, and again, not the, again, majority of the sport is not black. And, you know, hopefully at some point there'll be more that will play the sport. Um, I guess, is it, do you feel like there's an extra sense of, of pressure for you to do well, to try to maybe help the sport in that, in, in getting more diverse and saying, you know, that a black person can play hockey and they can be good at it. And, you know, we have, we have the Subban brothers who are really good in the NHL. You know, Malcolm was the goaltender for the Golden Knights for a while. And, and he came to a, you know, B game and sure you got to interact with him. And, and that was kind of a cool experience, I'm sure for you, but just, I mean, I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of white people that play, and, you know, if they do well, and so on and so forth. But, but being a black person playing hockey, it sticks out. So I'm sure there's an extra sense of pressure for you to perform well, but, but it gives you an extra sense of motivation to really want to do well, and that probably helps elevate your game too, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, no, for, for sure. Like, uh, n- not even hockey, just with everything in general. Like, right. I always feel like I kind of have to do a bit better just to be at the same level as – I don't know, like uh, someone, someone else like that's white playing hockey or doing whatever in life that I kind of have to compete to kind of get the same uh, kind of uh, achievement goals. But um, yeah, no, it, it definitely, I, I'd say it helps my game because I always, when I'm out there, usually being of a minority, um, I want to, I want to show people watching and people are playing against what I, what I can do and that, um, that black people can play hockey and um, that like we, we do have a spot in the game and um, I don't know yeah it, it just it help it, I feel like it helps me so it's kind of, it's kind of nice at the same time but um, it, it's crazy because I was actually um, reading up on some articles and I actually didn't even know this but black people uh, were the ones who kind of started the game of hockey in Nova Scotia so it's kind of, it's kind of funny how. Um, People are like, oh, like hockey is a, a white man's sport, but at the same time, it's like the black people kind of started it. So, so it's kind of funny. So I've kind of been telling uh, all my friends about that, but yeah, no, it definitely motivates me. DeAndre, that's uh, that's the education part you're talking about, right? People think to, uh, to educate themselves, but um, I got a two-parter for you, and then if Steven's got one more, we'll let him go. Uh, being in Vegas, you have a role model, and I don't know how, how close you are, but I know you're very close in proximity to the Vegas Golden Knights locker room, and, and one of the people that I respect the most in that locker room when I'm there is Ryan Reeves. I think that, that Ryan takes um, his role – um, not only as a black American, but as a hockey player, as a member of the community, extremely, extremely um, professional, all right? And uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to interact with him, but Ryan just signed a, a new extension, a two-year deal, and he said part of it was that he likes Vegas. He, he wants to make it his home. He feels good there. Um, have you had any experience with him uh, regarding that, number one? And then number two, I'll let you follow it up with uh, just what would you like to see happen uh, in the world if you could be the guy that that made this change uh, and evolution, if you will. Um, so with Ryan Reese, I actually uh, I, I feel like I might have had a one interaction with him, but uh, the one I do remember um, that wasn't really an interaction. It, we weren't really talking to each other, but um, when I was leaving the rink after practice he was driving because they practiced after us most days and he, he, he just seems like such a nice nice guy like he he was driving in and like he, he waved at me and some of my teammates and he was like like after this hour practice kind of went 
and like he he just drove off everybody. Like it just shows that he he's a good he's a good guy and like always doing uh, doing things for the community and like kind of talking to other players. Like that that was a pretty cool experience for me. Like he just pulled up and started talking to us. Like we didn't even have to go to him, so it was it was a cool uh, experience. And um, on the second part of the question, I would say um, kind of making the sport my more uh, diverse. Um, I was actually watching a a video yesterday on YouTube. Um, the NHL, uh, I think it's called the NHL Diversity Alliance, and uh, it basically is talking about eliminating racism and disc- discrimination in the NHL. So they had uh, almost all the black players in the NHL, and they also had uh, Nazim Kadri on there. So they're kind of talking about ways how they can um, help the league and kind of spread spread uh, more um, more things about the NHL to uh, like different communities that don't really have uh, hockey players. So, like, I don't know. I think that's a huge part because, obviously, hockey is more, more uh, has more white people in it um, playing. So, it, it for, for me, I would say just getting out to communities and, like, doing, like, hockey camps and stuff like that for communities and kind of giving kids that can't or don't have a chance to play the sport a chance to do something. So, I think that's a really cool thing that they're doing, and that's something I kind of want to follow, follow up on. Yeah, that's a great answer. Steven, you got one more to finish up with uh, DeAndre? Sure. I, I want to talk a, a minute about um, the season ahead for you guys, uh, just turning it back to UNLV and just the, the upcoming season. You know, We're hopeful that the season will start on time and everything will work out there. But, uh, you know, as you go into your, your senior year at UNLV now, you know, you've been there a few years, and you're, you know, you're going to be a big part of the, the program. Obviously, you have been. You're going to be a big part of – of this next year and hope to bring success to the team. But, you know, what do you, what do you hope for you guys can do next season? Obviously we've, we've seen how successful you guys can be. And, but what do you, what do you expect? What are the expectations for, for UNLV and for you next, uh, this upcoming season uh, in Las Vegas? Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to say right now just because um, we, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen, especially with uh, all the things going on with, COVID and stuff like that, but we have, we have our schedule out and all that. So right. as of now, we're well. Let's we're, say let's 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 say if everything let's say if season starts, let's say season starts and everything is good. You guys are playing games and you guys are preparing like that. What what can you guys accomplish next season? Um, and with 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 the guys that you have returning and maybe the guys that you guys have been that you that the that the coaches have been recruiting uh, during this off season. I'd say a national national championship isn't out of question for sure. I, I think every year that I've uh, been there, that we we've always been contenders. Um, obviously, with uh, um, last year we we kind of the season got ended short, but this this year we're kind of going out with the same uh, team mentality. Um, I see I saw that our coaches and uh, staff are doing great um, recruiting for next year, so. It looks like we're bringing a lot of really good, talented players, so that, that should definitely add to our program. And our program was already amazing as it, as it was, so that just that just shows how how um, good good our school is at recruiting and that how um, to, devoted to winning a championship is to us. So I I believe that now this season will be our best season, and 
especially for me being a senior back in a bring home a national championship. All right, DeAndre, thanks so much for joining us. I, I know you had to take some special time out of your day, and, and we really appreciate it. I know our, our uh, listeners appreciate it. I will look forward to seeing you in, in Las Vegas very soon. And uh, first time, maybe we'll see you on the golf course when the uh, the golf tournament happens in August. But take care of yourself. Be safe. And uh, thanks again for being a part of uh, Black Lives Matter Week in the uh, desert southwest. Awesome. Thank, thanks, God. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, for sure. Hopefully, see you on the golf course. All right, All right folks. That's a uh, UNLV senior DeAndre John joining us today uh, on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're going to take another quick break, and Stephen and I will come back and uh, wrap up another episode. Time just flies, and <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, Michael here from M Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. All right, we're back, Scott Strandy, uh, live from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Stephen, uh, if you can, recap the kind of person that you have seen in DeAndre John. Uh, I think we all got a great uh, glimpse into just how much character uh, he has and uh, how talented he is both on and off the ice. But recap it for us, if you can. Well, I, he is a he's a great uh, he's a great kid. He 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 loves he loves hockey. He's he's always trying to to be better and to improve. And uh, he he really wants to see the team do well. Obviously, he wants to do well. And and uh, you know, it's as you said in the interview. It's I think it's tough for any of us that are not in his position, being you know being not being black, to really know exactly what they what they go through on a daily basis. We can try to maybe figure it out or understand it but i think unless we experience it, we have to experience it then then which we never will because we're not in their position but uh he's he's a great great person and he loves like i say he loves the game and and uh and i think he really embraces the opportunity to to really put himself and 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 the, the sport out on a good front and, and that that black people can play the sport of hockey and 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 certainly they can. We just you know, there's just more people. Like I liked his what he said, educate. You know, you this that's the thing to take away from him. You know, with, you know, with your guest from earlier this week, but educate, and the people can go and get educated and and learn more about these things. And uh, and yeah, he's a he's a. He, I'm real impressed. I I always love my interactions with him. I you know interview him several times throughout the season. For, you know, the the during for the team, and and he has always got great uh, great content and stuff. So he's he's a great 
He's a great person. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I'll just kind of recap the week, and then we're going to jump into your trivia question here before uh, it gets away from us on this this quick, fast-moving show that we have. <laughs> but uh, as I said, uh, Scotty Graham gave me a word uh, when I asked him about the Black Lives um, Matter movement. He gave me the word truth. Uh, Dom Garcia last night gave me the word understanding. And DeAndre came up with education. And uh, he touched on and told us a little bit about that incident up in Jamestown that was very, very unfortunate. And 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 I liked the, the response from his teammates, his coaches. Uh, Zcon, the general manager at the time, immediately stepped up. Um, it was not acceptable, and it's never acceptable. And uh, DeAndre took a look at it as people needing to educate themselves. So I think, folks, if we look at uh, our week, our Black Lives Matter week in the desert southwest, if you can learn the truth, understand the truth, and further educate yourself, that is a great way to continue to uh, eliminate racism um, all around the world, not just in hockey, not just here in the desert southwest. So, uh, you know, it's been it's been a really fun week. I, I, you know, if we could, I think we should do it every week. Obviously, we can't. But uh, just the experiences that, that I've heard – and seen, um, I really think that we can start to change. I think we can make the movement and, and push it uh, one step farther uh, from our vantage point as as people that cover hockey. But but more importantly, as just human beings, right? Treat treat others like you want to be treated. Standard motto that everybody should be using. Well, and and I think you know we, we any week would be appropriate. But I think even this week it it really was a powerful because it's we've got the fourth of july coming up uh this this weekend on saturday and you know what what this country is was founded on and and you know and and the freedoms that we have um you know but you know even with the history of this country in the past and there's some there's some real questions about some of the history of you know the past and with certainly with the civil war and you know there's been question about all that but um there's always like i said education and, and understanding and truth i think those are the I, I think I wrote, I wrote them down here. I'm writing it down here and looking at them. And it's those are certainly good ways to improve, improve in this country and just, and, and, and the way things, things are. And, you know, I think progress has been, has been made. And, you know, as we've seen in the past with these things, there's a bridge for a while and then it goes away as we move on with stuff. But I just feel like something's different about this time. I don't know. It's, 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 it's hopefully, you know, maybe it's because of the pandemic too, and, and people have been more aware of everything because there's not much else to distract away from it. And maybe that's good. That's another good thing that's come from it too. I don't know, but um, but I think as we as we get ready to celebrate the Fourth of July and what and we to celebrate the independence of our country, um, that's what we should remember: is this is a free country, and everybody should be treated equally, fairly, and have the same opportunities that. Uh, instead of just a group of people, you know, white people or whatever. So um, that's, that's, uh, uh, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad you we put these shows together and did these three shows this week. And right before the 4th of July, I think it was, it was meant to be. Well, and we had Canada Day today, as you mentioned. And and Canada then, Day uh, today, right. And then U.S. Independence Day on, on Saturday. So that's it. Um, I want to break this down and let you jump away with your, uh, your trivia question first, though, as we talk about, Hashtag Pucks on the Pod, presented by our friends at Summer Skates. 
Stephen, what is that question for this week? Well, as you mentioned, we had DeAndre John on, and we got to hear from him today. Uh, so the question is about him. Uh, during the 2018-19 regular season, uh, DeAndre John finished sixth in scoring for the UNLV Skating Rebels. Uh, how many points did he record that season? Wow. That's chasing people right to the UNLV website or ACHA hockey. I like it. Repeat it for us one more time. Uh, sure. So during the 2018-19 regular season, DeAndre John finished sixth in scoring for UNLV. Uh, how many points did he record that season? We're talking regular season here. So what, uh, how many points did he record that, that season? All right. Go to uh, our Twitter account, at IcetimeSW. Use the hashtag. Pucks on the pod presented. As Paul would say, as Paul would say, that's going to take some digging. <laughs> as he always says, after as I first time been able to really listen to the show and your guys' interactions, it's going to take some digging. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just go to Elite Prospects. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, our, our friends and our partners at Summer Skates—they don't want us just to give stuff away. They want us to challenge you a little exactly. bit. So, great exactly. question, great challenge. Um, Okay, we got about three minutes left, Stephen. I want to talk just uh, quickly about the the upcoming season. As I uh, teased a little bit, I'm going to visit with Danny Roy tomorrow, uh, and it's going to be our What Drives You feature this week. Um, but Danny's done an incredible job, and I think this is worth mentioning, as we do every week. There are a number of ways that you can develop a really good club hockey program. I got two minutes, so I got to go quickly. <laughs> the The Arizona State team has chosen uh, depth. And, and growing guys from within. But U of A, Grand Canyon, and UNLV have chosen more of the route of going out and finding good prospects and then making them fit their system and getting the best out of them. Just a quick recap in about a minute. What what do you think of that policy? And, and are you as excited about looking into that and, and seeing how it turns out this season as I am? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. You know, every week we keep talking, we keep building things up, and I just it just makes me every time we end these shows, I just get so ready. I'm just ready for the the season to begin tomorrow. But you know, it's gonna be it's, we start July, and we got another month of this, and let's let's hope. I, I hope and I and I pray. You know, wherever people's faith is, is I hope that we can get uh, get this pandemic uh, under control. That that we can we can see the the cases go back down, and that we can have People can be respectful and, and, and wear the face mask. I, I don't want to make this a political thing, but, you know, I, I, I think it's a lot of people you've seen. UNLV's been doing this with their athletes of, uh, at the university here uh, and sharing people wearing face masks, encouraging people that we, if we wear face masks, that we can have sports, that we can be able to do more things because we can, we'll be protecting others. We can go out more and do things. And I, I just – I know it's, it can be an inconvenience for people, but if we can all just be respectful of each other, again – and 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 it's not about a political statement. It's not about you know being this or that. It's all about the health and safety of others. And if we can do those things, then then we can move forward and 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 be able to do more things until we can get a more of a grasp on the virus. So I, I didn't want to make this about the virus, but I just I just think it's we and then we can have a season. We can make these things that we're talking about the, with Grand Canyon, what they're doing with their new locker room and what they're building with UNLV and being able to have their season with ASU continue to grow and UVA and we can have all these teams play and, and, uh, and we can get forward and, and move forward and have a great uh, fall. 
You know what? I, I don't think that you have a, a, a choice but to talk about the pandemic because it, it is affecting everything that we all do. Very well said on the on the face masks. Uh, keep the social distancing up as well. Wash your hands. Uh, do all of those things that you can do to help spread, uh, stop the spread, I should say. And, uh, you know, Stephen, have a great Independence Day. I know we got a little meeting scheduled on the 5th, but uh, get to our website this week, folks. It's, it's going to be new and exciting. I'm not going to tell you exactly when it'll be up, but I can tell you that it'll be up sometime this week as we move forward. Another congratulations to uh, our new VP of Content Design, Zach Bondurant, for joining our staff. Yeah, and I looked uh, at some of the, the mock-ups for the website, and it's it's looking good. I'm, I'm trying to put together <laughs> a little something that we hope have up on the new website here soon. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be cool, and hopefully people will like it and and be able to easy and move around and see all the stuff that we do with the, with the podcast. And, and hopefully as we get closer to the season, more videos and more, more written content and stuff and, and pictures and everything else that, that we, we strive to do here in, in the desert Southwest with hockey. We are hockey in the desert Southwest, at least on the college and professional ranks and big shout out again. And thank you to Deandre John for making time for us to, uh, to visit today. I know it's a difficult topic and, and the character of that young man is, is fantastic. Thanks to uh, everybody at UNLV for making it happen. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Stephen Marsh, for, for bringing it again today, as you always do. Have a great 4th of uh, July. Continue to enjoy the rest of Canada Day, and we'll see you next week as Roger Klein and the Peacemakers take us away with a little De Niro. Sounds good. Goodbye, everybody.